There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 94 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of October 13th, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I hope you'll be enjoying our excellent adventures through the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, this and all other papers are available at the website www.thedigitalfreemason.com. I encourage you to swing by and check it out. This week's episode deals with uh, the mysteries of the order. And sort of talks about some of the puzzling things as to what it is that yeah, the order is about. It was written by um, Brother Reverend Jones of Unity Lodge in British Columbia. It was published in uh, the Grand Lodge Bulletin in October 1946. So we'll just get quickly right into it right now. At the start of the journey, which the initiate into Freemasonry takes, he is told to keep sacred, keep sacred the mysteries of the order. What are these mysteries? Ask any number of brethren this question, and their replies are often varied and significant. For the mystery is that part of the ceremony which is the least understood by them. The candidate enters the lodge in a state of darkness, and at the proper time he is restored to light. The word restored signifies that he has made no progress actually, but that he has actually been exposed to the truth of Freemasonry during his initiation. He sees the light of day even as he saw it before he was deprived of light by Freemasons. Is this a mystery? We may answer yes, but there is a deeper one than this. In the northeast angle of the lodge, he was, it was impressed upon him the need for charity, and also his own inability to do anything about it. For he cannot, he dare not give, although he might be constrained to do so. Is this also a mystery? One might answer yes. But still, we have, a, have to go deeper when we're invested with the lambskin, and the significance of the greater and lesser lights is pointed out to the, him. He is given a lecture on the tracing board and finally is told to keep sacred and inviolate the mysteries of the order. All are mysteries to him, and I fear that too many who sit in lodge as well. But we have to go even deeper for the true mystery of Freemasonry. I think the key to this puzzle is given in the sentence, to converse with well-informed brethren. And well-informed brethren, we must remember, mean well-informed, those who are the most capable of explaining to the initiate what he has gone through and of pointing out the lessons which his experience symbolizes. Thus, we see that by slow and painful stages, we finally get to the soul of a man or to his mind. The mind of the, or soul of a man has to, be close, has to be a closed book for countless ages to all but the most advanced of Freemasonry or the mystics. And all the rituals have been written to enable us to learn something about it. When we initiate a man, we initiate his body, we cannot do otherwise, but we do so in the hope that his soul and mind may be impressed thereby. And it is here that in his soul that we find the true mystery of Freemasonry. Man, know thyself, strikes us more forcibly when we recall this. A man may see in the rough ashlar a common stone with no potentialities. After initiation, we hope that he sees it in a different light, and that with a chisel and hammer he will set about making it smooth and fit to adjust the jewels thereon. But he is not a mason in the highest sense until he learns that that stone, however rough or smooth it may be, has within it countless billions of atoms, all in motion and all active, and that every particle of matter is alive with God. Also that he is in no wise difference, but is charged with a spiritual energy which he alone can know, 
and which cannot be touched by another. This, to my mind, is a true mystery of Freemasonry. Therefore, it behooves all of us to have active and alert minds, to be what the ritual calls well-informed, not with the surface knowledge alone, but with the calm poise and peace, which is a sure indication of having a founding that measures that which is lost. Such a man rules his world by his understanding of good, or God, for our ritual tells us that God is the chief good, and having found this good, we have found all. So that's the piece this week. I, I know that that's something that I think about all the time when people ask me, uh, what are the secrets of Freemasonry? And it's tough to put them into words, but it is that, that inner, inner part of a, a man that uh, each of us brings something different to it. So here in Canada, it's, uh, we're celebrating our Thanksgiving here this Monday. And so giving thanks for all that I have. And thank you for, for all the emails and comments that uh, you're leaving at the website or emailing to me at podcast at thedigitalfreemason.com. And as you go forward over here the next couple of weeks until the next episode and hopefully onwards past that, I hope you'll be have some time to think about what you see as being your mysteries as it relates to Freemasonry. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.